This is Soundmaking, a podcast made by Hogan Stenner and myself, Matthew Schlomovitz. Each episode of Soundmaking features a composer or performer discussing the how and why of music they've created. For this episode of Soundmaking, I spoke with the composer Tansy Davies and keyboardist Zubin Kanga. We spoke about Starway, a work for the Prophet Rev2 synthesizer. This is a track from Zubin's exciting new album, Machine Dreams, which is released on the non-classical label. In this episode, we spoke about composing for Prophet Rev2, how this work fits into Zubin's larger artistic research project, and how this piece can be listened to as a kind of meditation track. Hello, my name is Tansy Davies. I'm a composer, and right now I'm living in Rotterdam. I'm Zubin Kanga. And I'm a pianist, composer and technologist. I'm originally from Australia, but I've lived in London for the last 15 years. And I'm running a big uh, research project called Cyborg Solace, of which this piece is a part. introduction to Starway I'll try and tell a little bit of the stories there's always lots of stories feeding into my pieces I think because the experience of composing them is is different every time so Zubin Kanga invited me to create a piece for him and um, he's working with many different kinds of new technology Um, but he selected for me the idea of writing for the the Prophet Rev2 synthesizer. So what's special about this synthesizer is it's an analog synthesizer. It's called the Prophet Rev2. Uh, Prophet and uh, Dave Smith, who made these uh, Prophet uh, synthesizers, uh, have been around since the 1970s um, and used by a lot of pop musicians. Um, But the interesting thing about this particular instrument is that this is a recent development that there's a digital overlay over the analog synthesizer so that you're able to save sounds, you're able to you know, interact with the, with the computer much more easily um, through MIDI and USB. Uh, this one, because of its versatility and the fact that it's also, uh, I believe it's 16 voice and it's, I think it's 61 keys, this allows it to be, you know, a very large instrument, very versatile instrument, polyphonic, um, unlike a lot of other synthesizers. So uh, you can kind of use it almost like any other keyboard instrument and you can save sounds. And that's why it's been used by a lot of musicians. Um, I think uh, Johnny Greenwood and Tom York have used it, James Blake, Dead Mouse. Uh, there's a, a long list of, of musicians in the last uh, 10, 12 years who've been using this instrument. The piece is a memorial in some ways because I discovered that my dear friend, Mira Kalix died just as I was beginning to write the piece, so I felt I wanted to remember her somehow, actually. And I, and I love synthesizers, I love 80s pop, and I just wanted to go with that flow. Um, and there's a lot of joyful things in my memories of Mira, too. 
Um, but in the end, I think what I created was a kind of almost like a sort of guided meditation track, but a little bit more active than what you might normally expect from something like that. But I wanted to tell a story, which is which is a kind of abstract story, really, of, of walking into the stars. And um, so it's, at times it's very, very soothing, and other times it's just quite surprising. And then what's int- amazing about the sounds that Tansy uses is that they're multi-layered, so there's many different things happening in the one sound. And sometimes those things are happening at slightly different tempi. There are little delays that are sort of interacting in uh, interesting ways rhythmically. And there's also an arpeggiator on it, which allows you to hold down chords and and create these amazing arpeggiated passages. So the sounds of this piece, there are two main presets, and both of them are very sensitive in how they uh, interact with my touch. Uh, there are, you get the different layers depending on how, how hard I touch. And so the tomba changes quite uh, dramatically uh, depending on the different dynamics that I'm using and also in the different octaves that I'm in. Uh, so I'm, it's a very interesting piece, piece to play because it's a, it feels like a very analog instrument in that it doesn't feel like it's just a, a you know, plug and play. You know, you really have to feel your way into the instrument and get to know it, uh, its characteristics and the characteristics of these particular sounds. Uh, there's also quite a lot of uh, openness for, for me to play with in terms of timing things, in terms of the way these chords uh, spider up and down the keyboard. There's a bit of modulation we did with the particular sound. So once we found the presets, there's little things to do with uh, actually, which actually are playing with a filter. Um, we actually did some little things with the tempi with the diff- with the two different presets to get them to match so that we can have this smooth transition from one into the other and then have this big sort of much more pumping sound for the ending while you have this much more delicate sparkly sound for the beginning. Um, I, I found it quite hard to find the kind of the intersection between my world and the world of the synth. I was lucky enough to have it for some time. I don't know, at least three months or something. It was at my place. So I sort of, you know, I was circling it for a while. I was a bit nervous and then gradually got closer and closer and started really digging into it. Um, Listen to the presets, which are many and very wonderful um, a lot of presets and I investigated a little bit into digging a little bit deeper and, and manipulating it in other ways but I was a little bit nervous because there were so many buttons I thought I wouldn't find my way back to the source so I was making so many notes of what happens if I press this, 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 this but so many times I didn't quite get back to, to where I started so I thought 
if I could work with a preset um, and 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 then sort of minimally um, go against that with what the keyboard was presenting me with in in a way under the bonnet. So if I could go with a preset for a certain for a, to, a, to a certain depth, let's say, of exploration into the instrument without going too deep, um, then that would that would be like going with the the grain of of, of a preset with a, with that instrument, so to speak, of that particular preset. And and if I could find some material that would suit it, I thought that that might be the key that unlock this sort of partnership there. So. <clears throat> I eventually I, I found a set of seven chords which I had extracted from another piece and manipulated, and I and they had a lovely dreamy quality, which I thought could work really well with an arpeggiator. Um, and then I, I found this preset which I absolutely loved. It's really hard to work with because it, it's almost never the same twice. Um, for, the, for the player's perspective. Um, so, and it has such a sensitive touch to the key, so if you press it softly, it's very different to if you press it forte, loudly. Um, anyway, I just, I just was so overjoyed to find a set of chords that kind of just opened up that preset for me. So that was uh, the, the first step, stage. But then, you know, I, I'm... I'm never happy to write a piece which just does one thing. Um, so I was I had so much fun playing around with the pitch bend wheel and um, some of the other physical things that you could wobble around. I was playing a lot with the octave displacement because that changed the um, quality of the sound a lot and the textures of the sounds. So there's a lot of moving up and down octaves on the octave button. Yeah, you get you get some really percussive sounds at the top end and um, playing with the pitch bend. So it was amazing how versatile that particular preset became just with me doing things which felt like, you know, plucking a string on a guitar or something. So as I say, it felt like a kind of, I was asking Zubin to interact kind of quite physically with an instrument which is maybe designed for it to be a bit more of an kind of intellectual techie approach, but that was that's how it came about. This piece is part of Cyborg Solus, which is a UKRI Future Leaders Fellowship research project, which is hosted at Royal Holloway, a University of London. And Cyborg Solus is bringing together dozens of composers, performers, uh, tech industry partners, and researchers to create uh, a lot of new works a lot of research around the way people work with technologies and a lot of new technical outputs and tools for musicians to use these different types of technologies from the industry partners and this, these kind of experimental technologies as well from the researchers. And the themes cover a wide range. There's uh, projects to do with AI and machine learning, to do with uh, interactive visuals and VR, to do with new digital instruments and to do with sensors, both motion sensors and biosensors, including brain sensors. So it's a, a very wide range of uh, projects there, but also a theme as part of it is doing new things with uh, established tools, and that includes analog instruments. So I've known Tansy's work for a long time uh, and been a fan of her work for a long time. Uh, there's a lot of uh, 
there's some wonderful piano music. There's a, a great you know, larger chamber music that I've had a look at and looked at the scores quite closely. Uh, I've been to the uh, Tansy's opera as well. So I've, I've been a fan of Tansy's for a long time and wanted to commission her. When I talked to Tansy, we went through some of these technologies and went through what the project is about. And it was immediately clear that the this analog synthesizer would be a great fit for her musical language. And so I was really happy to put her uh, on this, uh, as well, bring her into this project and put her on this album, which has 10 different works by 10 different composers with 10 different technologies. So the album is called Machine Dreams. It's being released by Non-Classical at the end of April. And it features 10 works by 10 different composers using 10 different technologies. Uh, These technologies range from analog synthesizers to motion sensors and gesture sensors. There's some gesture sensor gloves. Uh, There's new types of digital instruments in there as well. There's the use of AI and machine learning generated audio as part of the works. And then there's uh, new ways of using uh, keyboard samplers as well. The album includes works by Tandy Davies, as well as by Alex Paxton, Robin Haig, Chains, Amble Scoos, Ben Nabuto, Alex Groves, Jasmine Kent Rodgman, Wando Abidzier, and a piece by me. So I listen to all kinds of things um, and use use music and sound at various times of the day for different different kind of rituals through my day in some ways. And um, occasionally listen to the kind of genre which I suppose you would call meditation music. Um, and it occurred to me that this um, there's a type of meditation called guided meditation where someone maybe maybe talks you through a scenario of walking in a beautiful walking on a let's say a mountain plateau at night looking up at the stars and and I just had that in my mind and I I was kind of homing in on these sparkly sounds at the start of Starway and I just felt like it I wanted to continue with that train of thought that some of some of the music I'd listened to of that genre had taken me to a place, and I just felt, yeah, that's 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 a place I could start from and see where it goes. Um, so I, I think I, I like to think that the piece could have a quality of a restful peacefulness in some respects, but also on going on a journey in that state. So if you find yourself in a sort of half-focused state where you're focusing within. And, um, and just see if this takes you on a path which enables you to sort of relax at the same time as feeling kind of stimulated enough that you don't fall asleep. Um, that, that, that might be one way of listening to my piece. Um, although, you know, there are some dramatic moments and it sort of ends in a, in a kind of blazing moment. It's, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't sort of really kind of rip through the space-time continuum, I don't think, which is kind of what I kind of thought I might do originally. But in the end, it, it turns out, I think it's a sort of pathway, as, as I say, the starway. I felt like I was imagining sort of starways opening up, pathways through the cosmos opening up, and you choose your, choose your path and walk, walk along and see where that takes you in your imagination. Mm-hmm. 